This week on Your Asian Best Friends, we have another installment of Asians in the News. Plus, we wax poetic about our favorite city in the world, New York City. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bernard. And we are your Asian best friends. Friends, 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 friends. <laughs> Asians in the news to kick things off, as always. <laughs> Actual Asians in the news this time. We're, uh, yeah, we're moving on from <laughs> last week. Uh, the biggest news that I've seen, Taylor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? I think so. Three, two, one. Sriracha Japanese shortage. <laughs> what the fuck did you even say? I didn't hear I said you. Japanese breakfast. What, what happened to Japanese breakfast? One of times uh, 100 most influential people. Is that right? Yeah, man. Well deserved. What what rank? I don't know. Probably in doesn't the, matter. Yeah, probably in the nineties. But yeah, she just went to the event. <laughs> <laughs> probably in the nineties. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> high up the list. But I'm never going to get that award. So uh, kudos to her. We got to interview her on this. Sh- that's like one of my dreams for this show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Get her on the show. We can do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. That's a, that's a get that's a get, that's gettable. Yeah, she's yeah, but she's and she's very popular. But <laughs> you know, be we our, can do it. It'd be our first uh, most influential person on on our podcast. Whoa, yeah. Who have we even had so far? Uh, Who have we had? Well, we kind of cheat though. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we <laughs> kind of feature people. We feature people. Through your job. Yes. I I actually don't know sometimes if it's legal for me <laughs> yeah, to share this audio. But we don't have an audience big enough. That, that, yeah, no one's going to catch us. No one's going to catch no us. No one's going to ever catch us. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we can do that. How about, that's like our, that's our golden goose right there. Yeah. There we Michelle. go. Michelle. Michelle honor. Oh man, I'd be like shaking. That'd be so cool. That'd be dope. We gotta do it in this house too. <laughs> Where else are we gonna do it? It's gonna be the <laughs> making it more and more difficult for it to happen. This scenario, I'm just getting more and more specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that happened, wow, my life would be completely different. We can do that. We can do that. We just See, we'll just keep with it. Manifest it will be like those white people that make the vision boards. <laughs> <laughs> Pinterest? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you broke Asians in the news to me. I know, man. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's for I mean, she's had a big year. She's had the book release. It's been on the New York should've Times. Should have gotten that Grammy though. Yeah, she should have, but I wasn't surprised. Um she got uh, you know, she's been on the Times bestseller list for almost a year now. That's so cuz it's so good. That book is so good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a perfect book. And it sounds like she's going to write another book at some point. Oh, great. Um based on kind of her um experience now of what her life has become. Um I'd love also, to read that. Like Jubilee came out this past year too. I think just a couple days ago was its 1 year anniversary. And that album was phenomenal. Definitely my top album of that year. That that first track Mm-hmm. What's it? What the fuck is it called? Paprika? Paprika? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit is like exhilarating to me. <laughs> like yeah. I, I listen when those when those horns come in. 
Yeah. It's magic, dude. That is magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's also cool is it crosses over into, you know, she was at Wilco Solid Sound Fest over the weekend. And uh, didn't know they had a new record out, by the way. I just uh, saw yeah, it. Yeah. That record's also awesome. Um, Very Americana. Yeah. They went great. back. It's great. Um, and she has talked a lot in the past of how much um, they've been an inspiration to her. And she's, I think Jesus, etc. was the inspiration for, I can't remember which track there was on Jubilee. Ooh, but I need to know. She's need been, know. Um, there's been a few instances where she's joined the band and done Jesus, etc. with them. What a dream been, come true that must have been for her. Dude, it gives me goosebumps every time I see it. Well, because you love both of them. I love both of them. And her voice works perfectly with the song. And I just imagine myself as Japanese breakfast up there. With Wilco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we both live vicariously. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Taylor, Taylor loves Wilco. I do. I also love Wilco, but I can't, I'm not even going to say that because Taylor loves Wilco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, but keeping with Asians in the news, you were wrong. The biggest news mm-hmm. is the Sriracha shortage. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, there are, um, yeah, there's just a sriracha shortage. It's unprecedented. And um, people are freaking out. There's all these silly Hmm. pictures of people filling their grocery carts up with sriracha. Ah. How do you feel about sriracha? I was a big fan of it um, for a long time. Uh, And I definitely went through a phase of my life where I put it on absolutely everything. Um, I think it's pretty versatile. It's great in a bowl of pho. Like it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite yeah, yeah. applications of it. Um, but honestly, like there's one hot sauce, hot condiment that has my heart. <laughs> and Chili Crunch has kind of put everything in its shadow at this point. It's very, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best hot yeah. condiment. It is. It is. It is. And it kind of performs the same job, but it's it goes performs more jobs better on everything, you know. Well, and, and okay, so, like, I I'll, I think I'm similar. Like, I, I went through a phase where I really was in love with sriracha, and I had it in my fridge all the time. Yeah. At least one bottle, put on eggs, put on rice, yeah. everything, pho, whatever. And uh, it's I still think it's good as, like, a, an additive ingredient. Yeah. Like, if you add it to things to make it spicy. Mm-hmm. But on its own, I think it's pretty flavorless. Yeah. It doesn't really taste like anything. Yeah. Did you grow up with it? I grew up with it in my fridge all the time. Uh, no, we had the um, Filipino uh, 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 banana ketchup stuff, like the hot version of that. Oh, I wonder if that shit's going to take over. In a fr- years. Never. No. Uh, maybe, maybe. It's it's pretty good. It's like sweet and spicy. So it's People good. love the sweet and spicy. Yeah, but it's it can't touch chili crunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't even think chili crunch is like even close to like a mainstream like condiment. It wasn't because the first time I learned of it was through David Chang, and that was super late in the like game. Through, through his chili crunch, yeah, through his chili crunch. Um, and I think I've said this in the past, but like I feel like Asians really steal each other's hot sauces pretty mm. liberally. How so? Um, I mean, I grew up with like all the hot condiments from all the Asian cultures in my house um, and never had chili crunch. Huh. So I feel like I, I was left out. I feel like I 
missed on a lot of years where I could have yeah. been enjoying Chili Crunch. Yeah, I, I, I grew up with Chili Crunch. I didn't really take a liking to it till I was at like like an adult, basically. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I really didn't like it. It was kind of too hot and too flavorful, honestly. Yeah. And then but when I, I remember um, maybe uh, culinary school or something, maybe before that, I started eating it and it was like, I was just eating it out of a jar. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. If you guys have listened to it, <laughs> following episode, along, following along the saga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it was the um, the one. I forget what the I don't know what the brand is called, but it's the jar with the old lady on it, mm. and that that chili crunch, like the classic Chinese chili crunch, was like I've eaten so many jars <laughs> in yeah. my in my adulthood. But my favorite um, is the uh, the Chang's doesn't have it, but the the peanuts. Mm. I like the peanuts in it because it's like this nutty, like sweet explosion mm. in the in the thing. But Chang's are really flavorful. Yeah, his are like floral and and complex. Yeah, they're so good. Excellent. Yeah, you know you're you're usually come about two minutes early to our podcast record, and uh, you were about two minutes late. And usually, I wouldn't think of anything anything about it but i was like did he eat some more chili has he not learned his lesson yet <laughs> and i wouldn't put it past you I, I don't think that i don't think you've learned your lesson i like the uh i like the, uh, the image comes to mind of you just standing on your porch with your hands on your hips looking for me down the street where is he oh, that damn chili crunch he can't control himself yeah no, I've actually stayed completely away from Chili Crunch for the time being. Oh. Uh, I did have another tummy, tummy ache the other day. Mm. It was worse mm. than the last one somehow. Yeah. V- uh, I don't know. I need to go to the doctor, too. <laughs> this is, this was is it bad. Chili Crunch again? No, I don't know what it was this time. I think it might have been pizza. Mm. I ate a lot of pizza one night, and uh, <laughs> it, it had, it had um, Frank's Red Hot on it. So it was probably that. Oh man, this is, this is like the next and our new our new installment, our new st- segment. <laughs> Getting old. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about my tummy ache I had last week. <laughs> Preparation H, all day. Anyway, sriracha. Um, I think people are tripping about the sriracha. Relax, yeah. relax. Yeah. It, come on, eat chili crunch. People have tripped about it before too, but in a different. People try to cancel sriracha like back in the late aughts. Yeah, what happened with that? What was like, that? It was like pollution, polluting like the neighboring, um, oh, the um, uh, towns mm. or neighboring homes. I think the factory. The factory was, um, huh. but I think everyone just decided like, no, we're sorry, this is too good <laughs> it just tastes too good <laughs> deliciousness has overruled your public health <laughs> dogs are just dying from yeah. pollution yeah next item michelle kwan inducted into the olympic and paralympic hall of fame do you remember michelle kwan i do not remember michelle kwan figure skater which she's also a paralympic I don't know about the Paralympic part. I'm guessing that she 
has contributed a lot uh, to the Paralympics and like been like maybe an ambassador for them. Uh, she did not compete in the Paralympics, to my, to my knowledge. Was say, she was a gold not- medalist for us, uh, for the U.S. Incredible figure skater. <laughs> <laughs> what is she? Was what is she? Is she's like dominating the Paralympics. <laughs> <laughs> Can y'all do this? <laughs> she's oh, like, you, can't, you can't move your legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's a 50 time Paralympic gold medalist. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, but she, my dad, uh-huh. um, used to give me shit when I was a kid. Yeah. Hard ass dad. And uh, I have a bit of a wide nose. Mm-hmm. And so does Michelle Kwan. Mm. So every day he'd walk by me and say and point at my nose and go, <laughs> Michelle Kwan. <laughs> oh, that's but yeah, no, she was she was kind of a phenomenon. <laughs> Michelle Kwan, oh, I'm showing Taylor is. a picture. There she is. Oh, it does look like you on figures case. Yeah. <laughs> pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> But um, that's pretty cool. You see a bunch of people in wheelchairs. Oh God! <laughs> like just crying. She's on the she's on the podium. <laughs> they have to wheel her her uh, competitors from the other countries. <laughs> oh God! Oh, please leave this in. You have to leave this in. <laughs> <laughs> I should look into why she's in the Paralympic <laughs> Hall of Fame. Oh man. Oh boy. Um also there's a new movie out that I think maybe you and I should watch. Okay. And uh discuss. I haven't gotten around to it uh in my work, mm-hmm. which is why I haven't kind of like pushed it to the front here for the show. Fire Island? Have you heard of this? I think I have in passing, but you'll have to you'll have to re- refresh my memory. Bone Yang stars. Oh yes, in this yes, movie. I have I have seen the preview for that. Bunch of Asian gays. Yeah, Asian gays. Got to watch it. Intersectionality there. Yeah, I think I I think I missed a interview opportunity with them with Bone Yang. I think so. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fun. I know. Yeah, we should have done that. Yeah. Um, sorry to disappoint everybody, but we won't be having <laughs> Bone Yang anytime soon. So the news with, with Fire oh, yeah. Island is that it's got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? 95%. Oh, That's great. Moving on, BTS. Yeah. Visited the White House. We, we mentioned this um, a couple episodes ago that they were going to do this. BTS visits the White House to discuss inclusion, representation, and anti-Asian hate meets with President Biden in closed-door meeting after press briefing. Mm. I mean, this is silly. This is really silly. Yeah. This was how they closed out Asian American Pacific Islander History Month. With some Koreans? Not even American. Yeah. Not American. Straight Koreans. Straight Koreans. (laughs) Yeah. Can, most of them cannot speak English. <laughs> right. So their idea was they take all these boys, yeah. boys, yeah. young people who don't live here, right. barely speak English, 
haven't spent any significant time in America. They had them do a press uh, presentation and then meet with President Biden for a closed door meeting to talk about what? Oh, man, to be a fly in the wall in that room. To smile and nod. <laughs> it's so funny. Biden's just trying really hard to smile as big as he can he's trying, the whole time. No, he's trying really hard to understand what the hell they're saying. He's like, say it again. Say it again. Oh, man. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, yeah. What I, is this? I don't even think it happened. Like it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's closed door. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's, it's closed door because they can't fucking speak English. Right, exactly. Nothing's going to be said in there. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to learn what from who? No. Yeah. That was, that's hilarious. They don't give a fuck. No. But I mean, it's not like anything else would have come from it anyways. Like, no matter who you put in that room with Biden, it's not like anything was going to, I don't know. But Daniel Day Kim, (laughs) leader of the uh, AAPI coalition for the U.S. uh, betterment of U.S. peoples. That's true. That's true. So, okay, BTS at the White House, weird. Um, But this one's cool, but in the same lane as that news. Blackpink, what do you know about Blackpink? Zero. K-pop group, Mm -hmm. girls. But uh, they've made history as the first Asian girl group to be on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. First girl group in 21 years to do this. Wow. Guessing it was, what do you think? Destiny Child? Probably. Couldn't have been Spice Girls too old. 21 years. 21 years. And the Spice Girls, was, they were washed yeah. by then. <laughs> yeah, it had to be Destiny's Child. Destiny's, but maybe that's even late for Destiny's Child. I don't know. Who was this that? girl group who made it on the cover of Rolling Stone? But another question, does it matter if you're on the cover of Rolling Stone anymore? Like, who reads that, Mac? <laughs> who, like, who goes there? Well, I think it's, I think it's cool because it's one of the last remaining print, mm. like, uh, publications. Yeah. It's uh, an institution and, in, you know, magazines and print publications in this country. Uh, I don't read it. I mean, you know what's cool is that the people that read it are probably the demographic that would be pissed off that an Asian American, yes, that, that like, who it, the or, fuck are no, these girls? Korean group is on the uh, on the front of it. <laughs> All these olds, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're olds, but these yeah. are old olds reading yeah. Rolling Stone. I mean, I read Rolling Stone when I was a kid, and even then, it was like, oh, this is what my parents used to read. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, it was. It was like old people shit back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, everything, everywhere, all at once, available on demand now. Whoa. People got to go see it. You know what's cool, though? Pretty what's much that? everyone I know has seen it. That's freaking cool. Watch that movie over and over and over. Dude, again. I didn't tell anybody to go see it. And mm. all my friends and family saw it. It's amazing. So good. Yeah. I'm not as hopeful anymore of it getting that Oscar nod. Why? Uh, just as time has passed, I'm like, I don't know if these white people are going to let this old ass, uh, Asian movie get in there. I don't know, man. Most of the people like, this is such a weird phenomenon with that movie. Cause so many people that I've talked to about it from all different walks of life have said, 
That's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Because <laughs> it's just true. And like, it does, it's, I'm not saying it to begin with. Like, that's just right. coming out naturally from. Everyone's just coming to that, their own conclusion. Yeah. About, and it's not like there's this huge, even um, uh, online or social media narrative that it's the best movie ever. Yeah. That people are just jumping on a bandwagon. Like, no, people are just seeing this movie. Yeah. And talking to each other like it was the best, right? And yeah. Like, yeah, it was the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's pretty nuts, man. Every episode we're going to mention this movie. Yeah. So goddamn good. So good. Uh, but that's it for Asians in the News. Yeah. Man, maybe maybe now, now you're more hopeful than I am about the Oscars. This is interesting. I like I that. I am. I like I that. I am. I am. Uh so, so New York City thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got a story. All right. I got a story. So today mm-hmm. my son graduated preschool. Nice. So we had like this picnic thing at a little uh, kind of a big park in our mm-hmm. in our city. And a uh, bunch of the kids came bunch of the parents came and it was fun. We were all, the kids were running around. Parents are wrangling constantly. Then I, I, uh, I came across this kid. Mm-hmm. He, he was by himself and he was, this doesn't matter for this story, but I'll just say it. He's an Asian kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, Hey dude. And he just looked at me and went like, uh, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then I was like, uh, so my son's on the spectrum. He's like in special ed. So, mm-hmm. there's, so this kid who's kind of, you know, wasn't verbal. Yeah. And, but he was kind of a bigger little kid. Mm-hmm. Like he had muscles. Yeah. Chunky. I said, put her there. I didn't mm-hmm. say put her there, but I, you know, I said high, f- high mm-hmm. five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a high five and it's the hardest high five I felt in a long time. Like really smack my hand. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, you're <laughs> strong across the face, <laughs> uh, dude! You're, uh, you got some big muscles there, buddy." Yeah. And then he slapped my hand again, uh-huh. smack. Dang! I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you're trying to get out of this got an arm, got an arm on there. Where are your parents? Where yeah. are your parents? Just, just me and this kid in this yeah. uh, kind of face off." Yeah. Then he just starts smacking. My hands. I'm like, oh, where are your parents? I can't like leave him alone. You know, I was like, where, where, are your, where are your parents at? And then he starts just hitting me. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just getting like bludgeoned by this kid. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm just like, ah! <laughs> That's so great. And then my son saved me. Did you just whack the kid across the face? No, he said, what are you doing, daddy? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And, I, and then I had an excuse to go chase my son because uh, my son's priority over this kid. Oh, I, I got out of there, but this kid beat me up. I got beat up by a kid today in a park. Anti-Asian hate. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so I called the cops <laughs> on this like ripped kid. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Oh. Sometimes I get I get like uh, in uncomfortable situations like that in my life. Mm-hmm. I volunteered at an Alzheimer's home as a youth, mm-hmm. and there was this <laughs> it was just my house, and my grandma, <laughs> <laughs> <It was> Taylor's <laughs> grandma. <laughs> 
was like, you were volunteering? You're we paid you. You're just hanging out of my house. <laughs> you can't call that volunteering at an Alzheimer's house. Transcripts. <laughs> this fucking guy, this guy's Alzheimer's house, his name was Donald. Yeah. Grab my dick constantly. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. You don't snitch on the guy. It's like the kid today. It's like, I'm not going to snitch on this kid and be like, you you know, your kid beat the shit out of me. I don't know. Like, with that, you kind of have to. You snitch? In some, not like snitch, but like, you got to be like, hey, this guy's touching wieners. Um, <laughs> what do I do or what do you need to do to get him to stop doing that? Or to just get you out of that situation. <laughs> I mean, I say that just because my grandma, um, when she was suffering from Alzheimer's, like she got increasingly violent and just needed more and more different types of care. Hmm. But you were like a high schooler. I was a high schooler. <laughs> that was yeah. probably was like, ah! fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just run out of the building. No, yeah. It's just weird. I, I'm, I always find myself in situations like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was thinking today, Taylor. <laughs> Not just today, but lately. Uh-huh. I miss New York City. <laughs> because people beat you up and grab your penis. <laughs> I love New York City. I've only been there once, though. You're kidding me. No, I've only been there once. Wow. Well, that kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, so Taylor and I, we both love New York. Yeah. My favorite city. Is it it's your favorite the, city? It's the best city, yeah. I think it's the best city, hands down. It's not even... I mean, New Yorkers are so condesc- condescending about it because they know that they're, they're oh, yeah. right. There's no competition. It's the best city. Yeah, and, and I've I've just I had I was so before the pandemic I was traveling to New York pretty regularly for work, mm-hmm. and it was great because it's my yeah. favorite city and it was awesome. It was like on my company's dimes. It was the best. Yeah, it's awesome. Just done for, and now I'm miserable because I haven't been to New York City since pre-pandemic. Yeah. I miss traveling to that city. This is the longest I've been gone without being there in a long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about our relationship to that city and what we love about it. Uh, you only went one time? Yeah. Only once. Um, I tried to get the family to move there after that, but didn't work. Did you have uh, one kid at the time? I had two, mm. two kids at the time. That's a tough, that's third a tough on sell. The way. Golly, that's yeah. bad timing. Yeah. Third on the way. If I had gone there earlier in my life, I definitely would have moved there. Like you would have stayed. I would have stayed. Um, and I would have worked in kitchens or whatever out there. I would have found some way to, to stay out there. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I can see another tailor. Exactly. In another universe over in New York yeah, with like, uh, you know, broken back or whatever, but still working the line. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> the best city, man. I mean, I, it's like living in a kitchen in some ways. There's no the n- energy nonsense. Everyone's just like trying to get to where they're going. I love it. Yeah. There's no ceremony. There's it's just people living life. 
New York. What I love about New York is that there, it seems like everybody has like a mission. Yeah. They have a purpose. People move with purpose. Mm-hmm. They talk with purpose and they're energized about whatever their passion is. And they've got a goal, right? And they're fighting for it. Mm-hmm. And they're creative and they're um, resourceful and uh, compassionate too, obviously. You know, that, ci- that city's a loving city. It's not a cold city at all. Yeah, for A sure. soulful city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that my favorite thing is just the energy of how people walk around. You can feel it. You know, you. I feel motivated when I'm there. I feel like I want to do shit and uh, make stuff. And you can do whatever you want in New York City. Culture is defined in that city in so many ways. Like you can, there's so many different avenues for you to explore, whether it's food, fashion, anything, music, comedy, film, at all hours of the night. So like, that that's the that's maybe my favorite memory in New York because I lived there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, I had an apartment in um, West Village, studio apartment, <laughs> like really small. <laughs> And I literally just had a mattress on the floor, you know, like I had a mattress on the floor, no furniture or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I would just like, uh, you know, hang out, eat sandwiches on my fire escape. Like it was the best. But my favorite memory was this was in like 2008 or 2009. Yeah. And I was way before like DoorDash and stuff like that Mm -hmm. was were like prominent. And it was like two in the morning. And in, in West Village, if you've ever been there, I was on Christopher Street, which is like basically gay street Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's like a bunch of bars Mm -hmm. so i was on the second oh no on the third floor and i would just sit on my fire escape and watch people get into fights like on the street like just for fun yeah it was awesome like it was the best but then i got really hungry it was 2 Mm a.m i was like uh so we're from california i'm like i can't eat right now it's 2 a.m yeah and then and then i go i just have in my stupid apartment i had this like sushi like menu Uh like on my fridge and I just looked at it. I was just so hungry. I was just staring at this menu and it just said like delivery. Basically, the only time they didn't deliver was between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. Mm. <laughs> they deliver <laughs> any other hour. I was like, this can't be right. Yeah. This is too good to be true. And I fucking called them and I had like the best sushi delivered to my door at two in the morning, yeah. 2.30 in the morning. And I was like, and it was a, one of the best meals I've ever had on my fire escape because I didn't think I could have it. Yeah. You know, and then it's new, it was fucking cold. Like it was, it was December and I was like freezing, eating the sushi. I was like, this is the best. Yeah. Love this city. All my meals at in New York were pretty late at night. I stayed at a hotel that was like right above the Breslin. Um, and I remember I got in. April, April Bloomfield. Yeah. And I got in pretty late at night and I was like, I'm hungry. And at like one o'clock in the morning. And I just went downstairs to the Breslin and had like the best Caesar salad I've ever had in That's my so entire fucking life. fucking awesome. Like, this is even better because it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not the only one here. There's other people out here, you know, like um, Cats also. Like I saw a comedy show, went to Cats, had a sandwich at like two o'clock in the morning. So the Breslin really, I've always wanted to eat there. Yeah, it was great, man. Everything was super solid. And like no, and nobody looks weird at you when you are dining alone. And I love dining alone. Like that's one of my favorite things to do is to eat without company. (laughs) (laughs) You went to Harlem. Went to Harlem. Red Rooster. Red Rooster was awesome. It's jealous. So jealous. And you still need to eat there. I walked from 
the Met to Harlem in the snow to get to the Red Rooster. Wow. And the streets were just empty. It was just me yeah. in, <laughs> in the snow walking to the Red Rooster. And it was gorgeous, man. It was beautiful. I think this is like a California person thing. Cause like I, I did the same thing. Like yeah. there was a blizzard while yeah. I was there uh, in 09 or whatever. And I was like, this is great. Like, this is awesome. Look how beautiful the city looks. I'm going out. And I yeah. walked to, from my apartment to Central Park or whatever. Mm. Fucking nobody. Nobody's There's out. nobody out. It yeah. wasn't that cold. Yeah. It wasn't that cold. You know, yeah. I was like, come on. Like we're from here. And yeah. But I think they're just like. No nonsense. There's like, why would I be? It's, it's cold. Like, why would yeah. I be outside? Mine was more based off of frugalness. It you didn't want like, to pay for cab. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was awesome. It was one of my favorite New York memories I had out there. Yeah, I I love I love um, exploring that city because I'm a big like urban hiker. I love I mm -hmm. love, I love uh, just walking around cities. Like when I would travel for work, whatever city they dropped me off in, I would just walk. Like first thing, no yeah. plans. Just walk and try to find something. I found like some really crazy stuff. Just like, like go in whatever direction. But New York's the best city for that, for sure. Yeah. It's the best city for everything. I remember one of my other biggest memories from that trip was when I was leaving. I got out of my hotel. I had a bag. And like, gosh, maybe two blocks down, I see this cab going through an intersection. And he just kind of looks over at me, nods his head. I nod back. He cuts over like two lanes of traffic and is right in front of me in like a matter of seconds. It was the most impressive. Like a superhero. Driving maneuver I think I've ever <laughs> seen. It was so seamless. And then I come to California from there <laughs> and I see a bunch of cabs at the BART station. And I'm like, hey, can I, uh, you know, can I get right here? They're like. No, we don't go there. We don't go there. <laughs> I was like, do you take cash? No, we don't take any kinds of money. <laughs> but I think what's deceptive to people who haven't been to New York, I think a lot of people view New York as this like, because the subway's so good, they view it as this place that's like kind of really small and like everything's easily accessible. Mm. That is not true. That shit yeah. is not true. Like I was, so I was at uh, a friend's house in Brooklyn and I was going to, I said, I want to go to Wiley Dufresne's donut spot. He had just opened in Brooklyn and, and uh, he was like, okay, let's go. And I was like, all right, let's go to, from this Brooklyn apartment <laughs> to this Brooklyn donut shop. Yeah. It took us 45 minutes Yeah, taking the train, everything, like no hit, hitches in the, no stops or anything. It's just 45 minutes to get some, from somewhere to somewhere in Brooklyn. That shit is big. Yeah, I I think I don't know. Maybe people don't have that like expectation of New York, but I did. I was like, oh, yeah, you just take a train everywhere. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, I mean, I I actually had the same experience trying to go to Dew's Donuts. Was I was like in Midtown. I was like, I don't want to go check out this donut place. And I looked at how long it was going to take. I was like. I guess I'm going to do it next time. <laughs> <laughs> it can take a long time to get yeah. places in New York. Yeah. No, that's true. Let's yeah. talk about the food. Yeah. I mean, I, the obviously everyone knows that like it's a Mecca for food, whatever, whatever level of food you're talking, mm -hmm. whether it be hole in the wall or white tablecloth, whatever. Yeah. They've got everything. But what's what's really cool is that because to me is because the level they've set the level so high there in New York, mm 
And because there are so many restaurants per square block, if you just do what we do and just walk, you can find like an excellent spot that you've never heard of on Instagram. You've never seen on YouTube or whatever, no Michelin stars, Mm -hmm. but it's like amazing food. You could, that's one of the few cities where it's like, you don't have to be, they don't have to be like, um, um, trending for them to stay open. Uh, There are just some establishments that have been there for sometimes generations that aren't buzzworthy at all, aren't on any lists, but you can have like amazing meals there. Yeah. No, New York's, I mean, the king, I think. I think, I don't think it's as influential as it used to be, but I still think that you can find the best food there, just like you find some of the best food in the Bay Area. Like something that they do way better than the Bay Area is what you just talked about. Bay Area does, unless you're like a taqueria Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, or Vietnamese or, Buried makes some really shitty cheap food. Like like inexpensive food. Inexpensive food. Bay Area does not do very well. No. Los Angeles and New York do very well. Yeah, that's the the thing I miss about New York. uh, The thing is like one of the Mm -hmm. things I miss about New York is like those spots, you know, those kind of low key spots. We we might have stuff like that here in the Bay Area, but it's not as easily accessible. Like they're not as ubiquitous. No. Like in New York, you just there, if you live on a block, there's gonna be some good stuff on your block. You yeah, know? like you, you'll find something. Yeah, even if it's like some random place that like slings cubanos mm-hmm. <laughs> on a diner window or something, it'll probably be really good. Yeah. Here, Bay Area, we have a lot of good food here for sure. I mean, oh, it's not yeah. like we're a slouch, but I do miss what you're talking about, where it's just like so easily accessible you want a slice of pizza just walk walk 30 feet and you probably you can get a good slice of pizza here we got to drive 20 minutes to get to anything i miss the proximity sometimes um uh obviously central park is spectacular prospect park awesome. brooklyn mm-hmm. amazing that was my my buddy lived on prospect park like his his apartment was right there and that park is beautiful like really elegant, and I love how it, how it's designed. I forget the the guy who who uh, designed the park, but it's it's the same guy who did Central Park. Dude, the High Line, the High Line, never been. You never been to like the Whitney or anything? No, I'm a shitty person. Mm. You are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Everybody tells me I'm not when I say that. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Vindication. Do you don't like museums? Not really. It's yeah. It's it's like it's like um the same thing with my problem with um, uh the outdoors. Like I'm not I'm not moved by nature yeah. most of the time. No soul. Yeah, no soul. No kind. I sometimes I feel guilty about. It. I'm like I'm yeah. just doesn't do anything for me. Museums. It depends on the type of museums. When it's like science, probably stay there all day. You know, nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that. That one is very true. I'm certain of that. I'm the jury's out about the soul. If there's anything in here, does this museum have science? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, by the way, that I did. I got. I got married in a science museum. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. But anyways, I like. I guess I like science museums. But um, yeah, like history stuff. Uh, I think I consider it to be like a future passion because mm. there are some things that, that, and they've turned out this way where I was like, I'm not into this right now, but I know like eventually once I get, put some effort in, I'll like it. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have the time or whatever, or the inclination, but I think for sure, like, I think I can get to a point where I really enjoy museums. But you like art? Don't you like art? 
I love art. So why don't you like an art museum? I get bored. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know. I I just it's like uh, before when people would ask me about it, I would like say like, oh no, I love it because of this. But then if I'm just being honest, like I I just get bored. You maybe we'll go together and you can show me like uh, I can like watch you and see what how it's like. <laughs> like this is how I'm supposed to be reacting <laughs> in the the MoMA. I think that would ruin my experience. Uh, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What are you saying? I realize now is like I think the reason I love museums is you by yourself. I'm by myself, <laughs> and nobody's talking to me, and I can just take it in by myself. No, I'm like Taylor. So, what do you like about the art? And you're like, I don't look at the art. <laughs> yeah, I just walk. I just walk around. No, there, that is interesting, though. It is kind of like um, there's a bubble of privacy because yeah. people are meant to enjoy pri- privately the the pieces. Yeah. Uh, you're not really supposed to chat with people loudly, at least, or yeah. at length. There is a moment where I marvel at certain pieces that I've seen, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. There's a moment, but then I go, they start, like, tapping my, <laughs> my That's feet. so funny because, like, I think your description of – like going with me to a museum, that makes me not want to go to a museum. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, it's like, Taylor, can we move to the next one? Yeah. Are you done? Yeah. Are you done? I'm like, why are you here? Can we go to the gift shop? <laughs> I love museum gift shops. <laughs> Does this museum have science? <laughs> oh, you know what was a great museum I went to? I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> and they had a dinosaur museum. Oh, there you that go. That was f- amazing. I know I had a great, because I was on work trip, so I was mm-hmm. by myself. I liked that a lot. Well, that's for our next podcast when we take apart Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> the first stop, New York. Next stop, New Mexico. <laughs> Breaking bad. Um, what's the best meal you had in New York? Co. Momofuku Ko. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, probably, uh, but Katz is pretty close. It's my favorite meal I had in New York. There's so many. That's a great food <laughs> Like so many good meals, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's sushi on the fire escape, but then um, I went to Marea. You know Marea? Mm-hmm. That was pretty solid. Like that was really, like high stand. It's not even like the most, to me, it's not the most exciting food. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Italian food. Yeah. Pretty humble, but like done at like the the utmost, like the highest level. Yeah. Delicious. Like it's, it's almost like, I want to say some place that was like cool, you know, like that is boundary pushing or whatever, or like kind of off kilter, but no, just Maria, just straight up Italian food. With fucking like bone marrow fusilli. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the shit. Such Red, a good meal. Red Rooster was also awesome. Like the ambience there was amazing. I have the to go. Did delicious. you see Marcus? Mm-mm. But he's it's like he's like hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Marcus, but I mean the whole vibe of that place is him. So cool that he opened that place too. Yeah. In Harlem. Yeah. Almost like right across the street from a Whole Foods. I mean it's not bad. It came after the Whole Foods? I don't know if it came after the Whole Foods, but like Harlem was a little 
Harlem. Oh, okay. No, okay. Harlem. It was definitely <laughs> You're like, more. it's Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, stop by this Whole Foods on my way out. <laughs> we don't get shot. Yeah. <laughs> picking up my kombucha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, pizza, I want to mention. Sure. This is my thing about New York pizza. It's like so good. But truly, I think what makes New York, a New York slice in particular good is, is I, we, I've told you this a million times, but for, for our listeners, it's the, it's the milieu. It's where you are, where you're, when you're eating it, you're a lot of the times you're outside and it's cold mm. and you have a paper plate and a big ass <laughs> New York slice on it. And you can see your breath and you're chomping on that hot <laughs> slice of pizza and the pepperonis are cupped up. You know, you know, in the oil pool and the pepperoni and like, it doesn't matter if it's technically the best pizza. Like, I don't really care about that. Uh, but the experience of being in a winter coat <laughs> and being cold and eating off of that paper plate at night in New York is like one of the, the must experience food experiences there is. So when are you going back to New York? I don't know. With this foundation work, I don't think I'm going to go back anytime <laughs> soon. Oh, this is get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right in the pocket. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think the plan was to be, you know, this November or to go back, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, if I know you like being by yourself. <laughs> I know now that we have our podcast schedule, I'm going to have to tell you when we go to New York. <laughs> no, I know you like being by yourself, but once I start going to New York for work again, yeah, you just come with me. Yeah, sounds you good. You just come with me. It'll be, it'll be on me. There we go. Got a place to stay. That's about all I can offer. You got to pay for your, <laughs> you got to pay your way, but uh, you got a place to stay. There you go. I'll buy I'll buy you a Cubano. Buy you a New York slice. Nice. There. <laughs> oh, saving so much money already. <laughs> <laughs> what is that two fifty? Two fifty. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I'm Bernard, and I'm Taylor, and we are your Asian best friends. Oh.